The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering room. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, more beer, sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420 Escaped at manscaped.com today and save yourself 20% and get yourself some free shipping at manscaped.com for all of your men's personal grooming needs. Dave, uh, for our first, uh, what is this uh, YouTube live video going on tonight here on uh, the Belly Up Network of Shows? Uh, how you doing? How was the weekend? Uh, weekend was really good. Aside from winter, decided to come back again. But what do you do? It's where we live. Shoveled snow three fucking times in 24 hours. But that's what happens sometimes. But it was a beautiful day out today. We got some snow. And, and you know, this is new. I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. It's uh, Me neither. It's kind of exciting. No, it's a new venture in the world of the 1420 podcast. The uh, the opening there brings back a lot of memories, some goofy goofy thoughts and ideas and stuff stuff that we've been doing this for 284 shows now. Uh, yeah, so it's a lot going on there that's uh, going through memory lane, linking all those up yesterday. It was kind of fun. Yeah, I bet it was. And you know, it's it's great that the the timing of this couldn't be better. The the day that uh, you're finally going to let me talk about the briar for one whole episode on uh, the the briar is on right now. Watch a lot of this weekend. Can't wait to do a live edition of of Briar 2023 coverage. I, I didn't know the Briar was on the program for a night <laughs> show. I, I I must not. Uh, my people must not have talked to your people about that because I I didn't get that memo. Anyways, uh, Dave. Uh, had a little situation here at world headquarters down the tavern on friday night it was we uh or ordered some food from a local establishment i won't name who it was but it, it doesn't much matter uh something didn't uh, sit well with me and the producer at all uh got a little ill later on that night and everything else i don't know there was there was stuff coming out of both ends and it wasn't uh it wasn't the greatest thing uh wasn't the greatest uh and deanne got sick as well but uh is it uh, a moral obligation to call said establishment the next day and say, hey, man, something we ate something from your place and it, it didn't go well. And I maybe you should you might want to go through your ingredients or whatever it is, because, man, oh, man, it, it weren't good. It, I was I was sick on Saturday, Saturday morning for quite some time and I don't get sick. Yeah, it kind of depends. Are you going to? Is it a place you order from often, and are you going to order from there again? Uh, yes and yes. Well, then I'd give them a call. If it was something like, oh, let's give this place a try, no, fuck that place. They can go They can go belly up. Yeah, because, no, it, was, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Deanne got sick. I got sick. I was like, holy Christ, this, this isn't good at all. Like, it was bad. Like, and it was some, a place that you, you've eaten. We've all eaten out here in Lethbridge. It's just a thing. I don't know what the hell happened, but, man. And I, I was kind of – because I didn't want to be towards them saying, uh, like, we're not complaining, not looking for anything, anything free, unless they wanted to compass something. But, like, I was like I – didn't, I didn't know how to word it was the biggest thing. Yeah, did like could you tell immediately? Was it off when you were putting it in your mouth? Did it no. taste fine? No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. It was. It was. Uh, it was sick. 
Like it wasn't good. It was uh, not good at all. But anyways, it, it happens. Anyways, uh, as uh, reported by our main man, the uh, the fan in the van, Jim Plotner. He uh, he, and then and then by your by your main man. Uh, Adam Schefter, not Adam Schefter, a guy you like, Rick, Rick, Rich Eisen, he, he re-reported today. He must have got, got, got a wind of what Jim had to say. The Tom Brady saga hasn't gone away. Uh, he's reportedly coming back and to Miami. He's linked to already. Like, it, when can this guy just not do it? Like, I just don't understand his reasoning. His, um, his reasons are they are his own, and who am I to tell him how to live his life, right? Like, once he's not getting any younger and that, that much is clear plays the position better than 66% of the league right now. So if he wants to take a kick, kick at the cat, tarnish his legacy legacy, I don't care. Like I, I simply do not care. What's crazy is that he like, just then don't retire. Just say you don't want to play in, in Tampa or you don't want to play in new England or whatever. Just don't like, don't like, it's only been what, well, it was longer than last time. It was two weeks. It was a week last time. This time it was two weeks that he announced retirement. Like, why can't this guy just get over himself? Honestly. <laughs> That's a different question. He's obviously a bit of an egomaniac. He, he clearly likes the spotlight a lot. Um, the fact that he told Fox that, don't worry about it. I'm not going to come back there and, uh, and take uh, Greg Olson's job this year, maybe next year. And I don't that, have that a problem the, with that. That did open the door, like that. Yeah, did. and then announcing his retirement, maybe that just uh, clears the way paperwork wise, so Tampa doesn't try something stupid like franchise tag him or something like that. Because now, because and that's probably the, why he announced it today, because they you had to franchise tag today, and if they don't want to do it, then they can't. Like I don't, I don't know all the rules, but clearly his time. Uh, with the Buccaneers organization is over. And and I honestly, I, I could care less what he wants to do to tarnish his legacy because he ain't winning one. He ain't winning one. Not well, Miami. It's, it, it's, uh, you know, when, when Jim said that yesterday, I, I didn't give, uh, I didn't give that much of a, a hill of beans of, of, of thought. And then I, and then when Rich Eisen says it, not that I don't trust what Jim says, there he is right there. The, the main man, the fan of the van. He, uh, yeah, it's funny that he said that. And then he re- re- reported AR beat reporter, Jim from the fan of the van. And I, I think if you're not going to retire, then don't like, don't say anything. Just don't, don't keep going, going about your business and doing that. It's, it, it makes zero sense to me that he would go about doing that. Like, just don't, don't say, uh, there's, there's Jimmy's an egomaniac prick saying things like that. So yeah, it's, it's just funny that that he he says those kind of things and just can't get out of his own way. Anyways, we'll uh, get on to the rest of the show. Um, the trade deadline happened early last last week with the uh, and the Los Angeles Kings traded their uh, longtime goaltender, 15, 16 years in the, in the with the Kings organization. Out of nowhere, they they traded King uh, Jonathan Quick to Columbus, and they quickly got flipped over to uh, to Las Vegas. Dave, I thought that that was a pretty shitty deal. He's had the last year of his contract. Been there for 10 years, won two Stanley Cups, Conn Smythe in 2012, I think it was. Uh, probably the best Kings goalie of all time. Another two, three, th- three weeks left in the season, and then uh, the playoffs happened and everything else. Did the Kings do Jonathan Quick a bit dirty by getting rid of it at that point? Because the 10-year contract is up this year. He's a free agent coming along, and, th- and then that's it. Like, is it, w- was that a dirty, was that dirty pool by, by the Kings? 
This is a tough one. Uh, at first glance, when I first read about it, and, you know, he had whatever, 20 games left in his Kings career, and they said, oh, by the way, um, we're going to give you to the shittiest team in the league. Um, and that's – without asking him. Like, well, maybe they did ask slash tell. He did tell him he didn't want to go, but Blake uh, is the GM there right now. And from – people that know more about hockey than I do, the, the Kings got some good return on him. And it was, a, it's, it was a good, um, good deal for the team. We say allegiance and we uh, we say um, it's a business. And, and that was just, you gotta, you gotta think sometimes that allegiance to, an all-time great, a Hall of Famer that's going to be wearing a Kings jersey in the like. Well, it, it's not like baseball. It's not like you put on a jersey to go into the Hall of Fame. Well, He's the Hall of Famer. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a King. He he. There's nothing ever that's gonna that's gonna make people think other than excuse me, Los Angeles Kings when they when they speak his name. And he didn't want to go. Yeah, that's it's it's dirty, but I kind of get it. Like it's. It's it's a tough one, and I, and also too like it's and the team didn't want him to go. Like everybody on the team, like how's this going to affect the team and the locker room, and and how is that going to work for for uh, the management team for the Los Angeles Kings going forward? If they're like, oh geez, like if he's going to do him dirty, he's he's not going to hesitate to fuck me over come time. Yeah, you saw guys like Drew Doughty and Angie Kopitar, the guys who have been there along with him the entire time, winning Stanley Cups and the like and the whole thing, and been there like long-term kings and been there through the the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the, obviously the, the championship seasons. And they, they see a guy go like that, and they're like, well, Jesus, when, when am I doing I don't I don't know Doughty's no trade clause or what his deal is at the end of his deal or what Kopitar's deal is. I have no idea, but it doesn't much matter. You, 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 I And I agree with you, man. Like, you uh, kill or be killed, I guess, in a world of professional sports. Because if they get rid of a guy like Jonathan Quick, they're going to get rid of as, as soon as they, they get some kind of return for for a Drew Doughty, for a for a Kopitar, and whoever these GMs will, they'll just do it because at the end of the day, the GM wants their job as well, right? And they're, they're they don't care about ten years ago, they don't care about five years ago, they care about this year and next year and the year after. And it's such a and, and you, it's it's win it's win or or or, uh, or 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 you lose your job, and these guys lose their job on a consistent basis. And it's, it's crazy to that a guy like Jonathan quick was given the gate. And he said it was a total surprise. And, and, that, and that's what that, that's and how, and how they didn't go to a guy like quick who's been there a long term and give the guy a, a bit of a heads up, say, Hey, we might be dealing you. We, we're looking for somebody else. I think he would have understood. I mean, the Kings, the Kings, they don't really owe, owe him anything when it comes down to it. No, you're you're completely right, and and from what I had read is that he did tell him I don't want to go. It was broached, and he said no, I don't want to go. It was that that was my understanding, and then Blake kind of said like you know quicker, I'm I'm not asking, I'm telling now, and off he went. And then you know he showed some uh, big dick energy on his own then uh, quick because he told Columbus like just don't even get a locker ready for me. And he never, he never stepped foot in Columbus. And then Columbus said, oh, well, we'll try and work something else. Columbus then traded him and got a pick from uh, Vegas. And so, you know, that's coming forward. Like Vegas does play the, the Kings down the stretch. 
And if these two meet in the playoffs, I I I don't know who uh, Vegas's number one is, but I sure hope Quick is to see the crease when if they if and when they play the Los Angeles Kings. Well, and that that's just it. Like a little bit of payback is a bitch kind of deal for the Kings. It's and it's 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 crazy. Like we talked we talked a few weeks back about guys getting uh, no trade clauses, and I wasn't really for it and everything else. And and then you brought up maybe having a guy getting a no trade, but except maybe not, not in the last two years of their deal, and having the ten year deal and everything else because those are those are touchy to have. Like those are a, a touchy deal to get. Because it's a ten years is a long time for a guy to get to, to get old. D- Dave, do these owners and GMs and anything else do they owe these players anything more than just a paycheck because at the end of the day they are they are just employees that's all they are you know on paper no they don't right um we talked about it quite a but few the human episodes. elements a thing right yeah it, it is a thing a long-standing employee like uh you know it's it, do you treat it like any other job like he's obviously loved by the fans i don't know how he couldn't be um they're going to be sad to see him go and, and we talked about it whatever so 15 years ago matt sandine would not waive his no trade clause and then all of a sudden the fans are pissing and moaning at him because you know you only got two months left we're not going to make the playoffs and you're being so selfish you're not going to benefit the team by letting us trade you for a draft pick here he told him to get bent you know it's something in the contract and that's business too you can't you can't as fans have it both ways and sandine aside from the cups was every bit a cornerstone for that Leaf franchise than Quick was for this uh, Kings franchise. Yeah. And then so, you know, if the Kings, <clears throat> excuse me, if the Kings were were not in the playoffs, no chance. They're they're having a surprisingly good year and they're comfortably in the playoffs. If they were if they were last in the division, was it would it be are you an asshole for asking to trade them then? Yeah, it, it's the and Flames did it with Giordano. The, the the Hawks did it with Kane, right? Like, and, are, are the Kings a Stanley Cup contender? Maybe because the West is the West is wide open. So why not make that deal and see what you, see what you can do? Because the East is going to eat themselves alive, in my opinion. There's there's going to be tough to come out of the East, but the West is pretty wide open and nobody's really going for it. So the Kings have just as good of a shot. I don't think they're going to win a Stanley Cup, but they're giving their, their themselves and their fan base a Stanley Cup. And who cares that they that they won one ten years ago? You live for the now, and you you, you don't want to get fired, right? And that and like at the end of the day, like the, the, these guys want their job, not the wrong. Blake needs the money. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, and whoever else robotized in there and every, everything else, all the, those old hockey players in LA. So you just wonder what the, what the, what's going on there. And you just, you don't understand how that could, uh, it's just, it's just uh, the human element of it all. Cause there's families and everything else that get involved in that. And you just go, man, like it's, it's a tough movement. And like, and to have 20 games left or whatever it was like, like, uh, like, Kate, uh, like, like quick had, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. It just shows that if, well, Wayne Gretzky got fucking traded. Right. I mean, it's right. one of those things. Right. Well, and then, so what, three years ago, uh, line eight for the jets and Dubois for the, for Columbus. Is that who it was? Remember both those guys were sitting out because they didn't want to play anymore. They didn't like the coach. They didn't like the atmosphere. And they were two years into five-year deals. Like, so, you know, once again, you can't have your cake and eat it too. If these players don't want to live up to the, the, the contracts that they signed, not, not a couple years ago, I get it. It's a little bit different, but it's not, it's, it's, it is a business and, and, and Blake made a, a, just a hard decision 
I imagine he didn't like to do it, but he, from everything I read about that trade, it was a good, the Kings did really well by that trade. Like you wonder how that conversation would come about for a guy who's rolling into Staples Center or bet you whatever it's called, cryptocurrency.com or whatever it's called these days. Because all, all it's one of those places you always call Staples Center and how it's just one of those things, right? So you wonder like the King's been going or Quick's been going to Staples Center for so long if he rolled in and hey, we gotta talk to you. Like what? What? It's <laughs> what? Like you, you would have been an odd conversation to have. Like, well, I'm not I'm not. Did they quick. do it on? No, they did it on the road. They found out after they lost to Winnipeg or something like that. Oh no, they they I they were on the road, I believe, in Winnipeg, and so then they announced the trade after the game, and he had to fly back to the team with the team back to L.A. So you know that's actually not bad, right? You know, you got four or five hours to say your goodbyes and and reminisce about old times. And, yeah, I guess. And it's you don't just... have to repack your bag, which he didn't need anyways, because he said there ain't no fucking way I'm going to Columbus. Well, it, it was good at Columbus to, to say okay and, and not treat him like a piece of human fecal matter and say see you later. Like uh, you're you're playing here no matter what on this on this horrible team and you deserve more than that. Because a guy like Jonathan Quick with his pedigree and his his resume deserves a lot more than that than than having to play with a team like Winnipeg and Johnny or not Winnipeg Columbus and Johnny Goudreau. Like it's yeah, it's, not that Goudreau's bad, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah. Well, he's he's not a winner, right? So I I get it. It's like no, I didn't I didn't want to go. And I'm not. And <laughs> it's, yeah, the, the fact was Columbus was an actual, the actual spitting in the face is more than anything. Like just the, the worst team in the league. And there's a lot of bad teams out there. There's a lot of bad teams out there. Yeah, I know it's 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 good. like it's, it's nice that Quick ended up landed on his feet. I always liked him as a goaltender. Like he, the 2012, the Kings don't win that Stanley Cup without him. There's no doubt about that. And was I that the year they came back he, from three nothing? Yes. Yeah. And then that, that 2000, was it 2010 team? No, 2013, 14. It doesn't much matter that that year when they, they just ran the table through, right through the playoffs pretty much and quick. Like, like he came kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, the teams there, they, they kind of play in obscurity a little bit they're like LA cause they're on the West coast. Nobody sees them. And they kind of came out of nowhere, won that cup. And it's like, Holy shit. And, and that quick came out of nowhere. Like, Oh, he wasn't highly touted. And they, they like, just, it's crazy. And then he's just gone. And it, it's, it's, it's just, it, it shows you that these athletes are so, they're so disposable. Like, see you later. Like we'll, we'll get somebody else. Well, it's, not it's, that it's, disposable. Like, what was it? A ten-year, fifty-eight million dollars. And they don't owe him anything more than a paycheck. No, no, no. And and you know, he's had a pretty he's had a pretty good life. Well, I don't know what his what his ten-year deal was was worth, but I'm I'm assuming he's got sixty-five sheets in the bank. Fifty-eight mil. Fifty-eight mil plus plus yeah. plus, right? Well, yeah. So whatever so he, he made, he did okay. That, yeah, yeah like, he's he not going okay. hungry. I get that. And you know, Con Smythe winner, probably a Hall of Famer. Um, it's. Oh, I think it's, it's a guarantee. It's a, it's a, yeah, two cups, one Hall of Fame. I don't know where he was in the Vesna voting and, or what have you, but like, yeah, for for five to ten years there, he was top two goalie in the NHL every year. Yeah. No, that's it's it's it is it's just odd that those guys are just disposable in the way. It's just see you later. We'll get somebody else to do this. And then when when you when you, when your time's up, your time's up. Like and it, and and that's what like we'll get off this in a second here, Dave. But I've always wondered about those long term deals. Hey, like it's. It's you, you just wonder, okay, like the baseball's kind of getting away from it. Uh, Judge just got nine as, as I say this, but like these long term deals, how they, they just they don't usually work out very well. There's not many guys who end up um, 
there's not many guys who end up playing out the length of, the, of, the, of those long-term contracts. No. Um, well, the one, the example we talked about a bit, uh, I think during the summer was uh, Cabrera with Detroit, right? Oh, that's and, a mess. Yeah, but he's done, right? That was, that was. No, he's he, playing this year. He, still. he has one more year. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought, oh, well. That's, that's you know, 31 mil and their payroll is 114, I think. Right. Well, he put a lot, a lot of asses in the seats over the years, right? 82 games a year, couple World Series appearances. The fact that you, you, you forget he was on the team with uh, Scherzer and Verlander, right? Like so, they he was when they signed that deal, they had a they were going for it and and they missed, and now they gotta they gotta just keep writing checks with lots of zeros for old Miggy there to to shake hands and kiss babies in Detroit, which he's never gotten sour. He's not being well. What's there to be pissy pants? I guess Pujols got a little pissy pants, no? So. Yeah, it's 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 just it's it's absolutely insane that that goes on in these contracts, and you, you, you got to go because the, the players want these contracts, right? The players want these contracts. And it's, it's it's a shiny toy in the lot, the shiny car in the lot. So they're gonna, they're going to get them. Someone's going to give it to them, no matter what. Yeah, and they're they're obviously always going to want term because they know just as much as the next guy. I'm not going to be better in four years than I am right now, but I want to make the money like I, I like uh, for for the talent I'm giving you right now. And, and it's, you know, I, and Jim just, I saw on the screen, uh, big money on short term. I, I hear what you're saying that, but I also think that the players and the agents aren't going to want that. They won't sell. And there's always, always going to be a GM and an owner says, just do what it takes. Sign him to 12. I don't care. Get that guy here. I want him. Machado. He went to to the Padres what three years ago and he and he opted out already. Opted out was, and then resigned and, already. And then he's just absolutely it. insane. Yeah, I don't understand that one. Anyways, we get into that about, about long term deals in, in half a second. Anyways, the fourteen twenty Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero escaped at SeatGeek.com today. Fourteen twenty Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This uh, segment is brought to you by RexMD and RexMD.com. Use uh, promo code BellyUp at RexMD.com, or just go to RexMD slash BellyUp and uh, get ninety percent off your erectile dysfunction needs uh, medication today. Uh, we're joined in this segment by Jim, the uh, this our our producer, sound guy, the whole bit, fresh off his uh, radio appearance uh, on Saturday afternoon on on unsigned bc uh, was that, i listened to it or was i wrong on that jim oh he's got no he's got no sound oh we got a problem not a, not a big deal anyways oh, uh, allow the mic come on producer oh, the, the producers the, the producers tripping all over his oh. dick on our, on our first uh our first go that go at it here it doesn't much matter uh Dave, on Saturday night, the Oilers or the, the Flames pulled up a dud. They lost three nothing, and uh, the fans booed them off the ice, which was quite 
quite humorous. It was three nothing. Uh, the Flames lost, and uh, Sutter, who's always good for a quote, and he's great for our show. He uh, he says, uh, and I quote: He says they shouldn't boo the whole team. They should just boo our star players. Uh, is Sutter just finding himself a way to dig a hole no matter what? Because it seems night, week in, week out, he's just saying whatever he wants. And he knows he's out because Trillivings is out this year. And it's just the, the way it goes. I don't I don't know what he's – there's nothing else he can say, right? Like, I imagine he's trying as hard as he can to coach him up. He, he – from what I can make out, he's actually kind of – taking the burr out of the saddle a little bit, uh, at least in front of the microphone. But uh, did you hear the audio when the flames, when that game was over? Yeah, It was, it was resounding. That's as good a boo as you're going to get. And, and the, it, it puts a smile on my face because the flames suck and, and I could care less if they ever win another game. But to get booed like that, to just go uh-huh. home, you bum, is in front of the home fans. That's that's. I can't imagine that was a, a, a fun car ride home for the for the faithful. We got you now, Jim. We got you, Jim. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And then the way that Sutter just goes about saying whatever he wants, that, that old school mentality, we talk about him once a week, no matter what, the way he just says those kind of things. You go, man, maybe he shouldn't because it's going to be tough. I mean, he, I don't think, I don't he think he'll be around once Tre Living's done this year. We talked about it last week that Tre Living's going to be gone. But just to, to say, just boo the star players because they're the ones who didn't play where the, basically they, they're, they're the ones not playing where the fuck and see you later. It's just funny. I think it's hilarious and I love it because it's the Flames, right? Do you wish- Sutter, but also, too, Sutter just signed an extension. Like, he's there for, for I think, two years after this one now. They're disposable. Coaches are disposable. Whatever. See you later. They, don't, they pay them four or five million bucks, whatever. Well, I think the Flames are already paying four coaches. Well, what's, what's a fifth? Whatever. Who cares? They got lots of money. That yeah, money I get oil money, yeah. everything else. You just wonder. You, you, you wonder if more co- coaches would... <laughs> You would like more coaches to talk like that in in all the all the leagues in football, baseball, basketball, uh, basketball. You wouldn't. Go to, I don't think you would get away with that at all in basketball with those prima donnas. You would not be able to say anything at all of those guys because they'll they will they will say, okay, I'm just not playing for you anymore. And it's just one of those things where you you wonder how other coaches or other leagues, other players would be. Um, you can't say that, but you did, so I can't do it. Like, you wonder what would be like if it happened to a foot to a well, because quarterbacks are prima donnas a little bit too. Like if if Brady had a, a really bad day, and Belichick got, didn't mind saying some things to get him motivated a little bit, and it was always back to Brady talk, no matter what. Belichick wouldn't mind calling his players out and, and getting to that that little bit. So you you wonder why it doesn't happen happen more often? Give these guys uh, a little kick in the because a pat in the back is only three feet, but kick in the ass, right? And so you wonder what, if it, why it wouldn't happen a little bit more because these guys are so entitled over the years and everything else. But I don't know. It's just it, you, you wish it would happen a little more often. Well, Popovich with the Spurs, he don't mind getting a little growly. Like he he's he's been known to be kind of a dick. Um, more sort of the reporters. He just doesn't like giving interviews. Period. Um, the, because the Spurs have been kind of irrelevant for the last five years since uh, Duncan left. I don't you don't see him as often. He doesn't come across my feed so much anymore. But you know you got your old school coaches. Some of them that uh, that don't mind spouting off. Um, and then you got your coaches like uh, Steve Kerr with the with uh with golden state 
He's more of a a huggy feely guy, right? He's in touch. He seems to be a man of the people, and like because he was an ex. I guess all these guys are, but uh, like uh, different folks, different strokes, right? Like he'd rather hug it out than kick it in the ass, and that's 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 the and right in the middle is where. 90% of everybody else is. The hockey season's kind of going. You, you have teams that are going for a little bit, and they showed what they're going to do uh, at the deadline. They said, okay, we're going to go for it. We made some deals. We we're, we're, we have a team here that we believe in. We, we added a piece here, a piece there. I think maybe the Rangers, like Jim said earlier, Jim from Fan in the Van, he uh, he was wondering what, what our thoughts were on the, uh, the the King going to the Rangers. I thought that was a huge deal for the Rangers. I didn't think it was going to happen. I wish he would have just stayed in Chicago. But uh, you, you just wonder, uh, when teams are going for it, and they say, okay, yeah, we're making these deals that we're, we're adding, adding a piece here and there. It's hard to do in the National Hockey League because of the salary cap and everything else. But you, you wonder, you, you see you see a lot of teams, Dave and Jim, you want you to chime in on this. You mm-hmm. see a lot, of, uh, a lot of guys who don't have a chance to, to do anything and teams that don't have a chance and they didn't make any deals at the deadline and giving giving their and th- th- that's GMs and ownerships telling their fan bases we're uh, we're not going for it it's time to mail it in because the season's over and we ain't doing nothing to improve our team because there's no point uh, Jim did, did you get that sense out in uh, uh, well Vancouver's been out of it for a long time but did you get that sense around the National Hockey League that uh, GMs just said we're, we're not in it so what's the point a little bit, yeah. I think um, we've kind of accepted that we're not going to be winning much the rest of the year. But also, I, I, really all I'm hearing about from this draft class is Bedard. I really don't know much about the rest of it. That might just be my own ignorance, but it, it we're not getting the first overall pick. So I'm not really sure how effective this is going to be, given that how often does in the NHL that first, second, third overall pick really turn around your franchise if you're not going to use it as a trade asset later on? Yeah, like the, I, 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 I like when to, like I, Dave, would you rather your your GM or coach or or whoever come out and say, "Listen, we're not very good. We, we're there's going to be pain." It was remember Babcock. Babcock said it a few years ago with the Leafs, and then they went out and then they ended up getting Matthews, and then other uh, NHL teams more more so, and then the the, the Blackhawks had put out that letter said that it's going to be a, a rough go of it. Would you rather a team tell you flat out outright at whatever point in the season, "Yeah, we're done." We're mailing her in because we, we ain't doing it. And if a fan base can't see it, that's on them because most times a fan base will see it, right? Like it's and, and, a, and a, a, a team will see it. Like the players will see it that nothing happened, right? But if a, if a would, would you rather the the team itself come out and say, we're done, we're not doing it? Well, I don't think that you need an official proclamation. You can tell by what happens. What happened this year is, you know, the trade – deadline comes and goes and you know the flames they rearranged some deck chairs on the titanic they moved pieces just because like it was you those players aren't going to have any effect on any game i don't know ever so i don't even know why they make those trades you got a teams you got teams like the predators and uh detroit who are in it like they're 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 not in it but they're they're sniffing they're right there they're for licking it. the jar a little bit. Yeah. Licking the jar, and then both them like, "Fuck, this ain't the year." Right? They're they're the uh, they're right there in points, uh, like with the flames kind of thing. 
and both Stevie Y and uh, the guy we just talked about who's retiring, Poyle, they said, now let's get some assets. And like, so let's reload for another year because these guys can help. I can get some, get, get some uh, more prospects for the future because this simply isn't our year. Making the playoffs isn't good enough for them. Making the playoffs for other teams is a huge thing. Like Minnesota makes seems to make the playoffs every year, but they make no noise. I think it's important for Seattle. I don't know what kind of moves they made. It's important for them to make the playoffs because that's going to be a lot of fun for the fans. Oilers, you know, they made a, a couple trades for some D-men. I, I didn't see how the fuck did they end up with Jonathan Quick? Jesus Christ. Why don't they get quick? And then man. we got to, like, I got to watch Skinner and Soupy play for those guys. Again. Man, Campbell's like, having a rough go of it. Hey, like, he looked like fucking Brent Radlinski in the net the other night, man. He was oh. terrible. He's, well, he's got, like, an, in, in the last five starts, I think he's got an 840 save percentage. Like, it's just awful. That's, you're and, telling me uh, Quick's not better than that guy? Well, that's just what? it. Like, just because you have no money, find a way to get some money somewhere, somehow, and do something. Because the NHL, they have that problem with the trade deadline. And it's, like, mailing it in, like, you, you wonder, like, you, you got a lot of baseball teams that, and, and that, that right now that the season's 25 days away, whatever it is, there's, there's 10 to 15 teams that aren't winning. There's just, there's not. And like, I don't think there should be an official announcement, like you said, Dave, but should the, and the, the players who are, who are on those teams, they know. Like what are what are they playing for? Like future contracts and everything else. But it must it must be a Jim. It must be a tough slug to go to the uh, the arena or the ball field or the football field or whatever it is on a daily basis, knowing you're going to get your teeth kicked in and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's that's why no one goes anymore, man. Like the games are not nearly as well attended as they have been in the past, and I completely understand why. Uh, on top of the ridiculous prices and all that, and but we're we're not winning, and we know that we're not going to win for a long time. So why would you just go there and spend the money, take the time to go and, you know, watch your your team lose? I I totally get it. It's uh it's a tough thing to watch night in night out. When do you get Dave? Like when do you get to a point with, with your team where like when they're mailing it in and you say fuck it as a fan too? Like because it because winning's tough. We say it every I think we say it every show now that winning is is a tough thing to do. Like when do you just go? I'm I, as a fan now. I'm mailing it in too because if they're not trying, why should I? I mean because it, it's because there's teams like and we could go through the NFL schedule right now. There there there's twelve to thirteen NFL teams that aren't winning next year. From right th- this moment on March the uh, the the sixth, two thousand twenty-three, we know when do when do fan bases just so you know what? Fuck it, I'm not going either. Well, if they're not putting the effort in, why should I? Well, now who's they? The fans, the management, the coach? Because you know, Calgary Flame fan, like if if I understand what you might be going through from someone who has divorced a professional franchise. Reach out. I'll walk you through the process because it is a freeing process. It, it, it frees your heart to say, fuck those <laughs> guys. your heart. It, no, it, it frees, not freezes in cold. It, it, it opens up no, your heart. Yeah. It, it, when, when, when management makes the most ridiculous decision day in, day in, year in, year out, and doesn't do anything, they, they're just – moving the deck chairs on that Titanic and they're not addressing the, the appropriate needs. 
And you know, I'm I'm glad I haven't uh, asked the Oilers back out on a date because fuck that, they can't get a goalie. They can't get a goalie. They, they, there's no way in hell the Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. The only person I feel bad for is McDavid because that asshole is is playing his balls off and he's not going to even uh, the only time he gets to see the cup is on TV. He gets I get clo- just as close as he does. So I I don't even know what I don't know where every individual fan's limit is. Like if you're you're but you could be the lovable fan, like the Cubs, a hundred years. The Bo Sox, there's fans of them. They 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 bask in their, in 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 the curse of their franchises. The Cleveland Browns, like those motherfuckers. Like why would anyone? They just get like back in my day when they were the original Cleveland Browns, which are the Ravens now. John Elway ripped out their hearts and served it to them on a plate a couple years in a row. Then uh, then the owner did them dirty left town, went to Baltimore. And then since they got the new incarnation of this franchise, they've made the playoffs twice. And now you got a, a, an owner who was, I think, convicted on racketeering charges. And he doesn't care one fucking thing. He puts a, he puts Buddy the... <laughs> Did you just make that up? Or are you, or is this... Oh, no, po- Jimmy Podcasts are great. We can say whatever the fuck we want. No one fact checks our shit, right? We just, well, whatever. Here you go. Say whatever you want and go. Oh, no. Nuts. I think he owns Flying J and they did like some, some, uh, some sneaky bookkeeping. They cooked the books on, um, on uh, fuel logs and what have you for yeah. rebates. Like let it me, was, it was serious. Let Jimmy me ask you. Who? Oh yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's it, yeah. You just like because like because the, the amount of money and time a, a fan exists or puts into to following a team and everything else and and to not even give uh give a chance give your like when when the the franchise that you love and follow doesn't even doesn't give you a chance to enjoy anything like. At some point, you can just enjoy a game and not watch it. Like you could just enjoy, like I'm a Yankee guy, obviously, and and I'll I can I can put on a Dodgers versus Padres game and and probably get just as much enjoyment out of it. And my, and my heart's not getting ripped out out of, out of my insides, right? So like like mailing it in as as a fan is it, it should be a lot easier, shouldn't it? Oh yeah, like in hockey, the only time I get worked up um, is for Bronco games, and and you know I. I watched it. I after whatever game eight, I knew this season was was ruined, and so I, I I took my foot off the emotional gas. But still, it's going through the rigor moles of a long season, like in hockey and baseball. Like if you care too much, it's just not even worth it anymore. Sometimes, and then you start getting superstitious. Oh, I did start watching to the third inning, um, and then they came back. And then, like, well, you know, I gotta wait till this. I gotta, and then it's, you know, that's kind of the fun parts about being a fan, going through superstitious because uh, superstitious because you, in, in the back of your head, you know, it's absolute bullshit. But it's kind of fun because the team, you remember when the team won, when you wore your lucky gaunch, right? Like it's, I, I, I always find it funny every year around this time because hockey's got now you're getting down to x amount of games re- going. And we'll talk hockey a little bit more, but baseball does it a lot more. With you got this many games left, when you start becoming a mathematician for your team, you're fucked. Your team is done. Like you're, done. oh yeah. Like when you got to bring the calculator and the abacus out, the whole bit, you're you're fucked. 
There's no getting around that. Yeah. The the radio heads in Calgary were saying Calgary needed 30 of their last 40 points to have a 50-50 chance at the playoffs, and they ripped off a three-game losing streak. Like just put a put a gun to the that that team season. It's over. Yeah, no, it's it, it's sports is funny that way, especially like as a fan. I, and the thing is, is that the players know it. Like right now, that like there's a lot of teams who are licking the jar a little bit, and yeah, they're gonna go put an effort in. But the Flames, they're six or seven points out with. 20 games left and they got to jump three or four teams it's tough to do right and it's 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 really hard to 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 get going on that and you can't like it's so bizarre how you just think that your your team has a chance the players know and real fans deep down inside they probably know that your team's done and it's it's just a funny situation and sports fans were we're a bit uh stupid when it comes down to it jim aren't we sorry i was just make fact checking dave there uh not convicted, but accused. So we're not gonna. <laughs> okay, just we know we're not. So uh, an alleged racketeer. Okay. Alleged, allegedly. Alleged, allegedly, alleged racketeer. Done some less than. <laughs> <laughs> he's been up to some no good, but we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, like they don't just come. Like someone just doesn't make that up, though. Someone somewhere. So like it, the, the, so the it Cleveland, happened. The, the Cleveland thing is kind of mesmerizing to me because it, you, you have guys that or, or a franchise that just seems to, like, like Jim says, fan of the van, he says, Cleveland's going to Cleveland. Cleveland's going to Cleveland, right? No matter what. And and you have like Mets are going to match and you have these franchises that no matter what, they can't get out of their own way. And it starts right at the top a, a lot of the time, no matter what. And you just fall into that, 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 that mode where it's just, we're fucked. We're, we're we're done. Like it, it, it's it's insane how that happens. How there there's franchises that just this is what we are. We're never going to win, and never is a long time. Like the Buffalo Sabers have never won, and like they're they're not winning this year. They're not winning next year. They're they're licking the jar a little bit. They got some good players, but Buffalo's going to Buffalo. Right? Yeah. They're just yeah. not going to win. But they try, and the fans care there, right? Like you know that might be the town too. Like the Bills, this was their year, right? the four years in a row with Jim Kelly. That's, that was supposed to be their year. Um, I don't know what's going to go, what's going to go with that team. I actually kind of, I don't mind them. I, I, I dig their fan base and they try hard. The, when you're saying the, the players mailing it in though, like when, when Calgary fan boos, when the home team boos you off the ice, like deafening boos, then that has to hit home. Then it comes back to it that that hurts, and you got to think about it yourself. Like like, how did I deserve that boo? Like we deserve that boo, and someone's gonna get mad. I hope someone's breaking sticks. Jesus Christ, that was fucking embarrassing. And then they get in people's faces. And if you don't want to come, I don't I don't care. You know, stay home, get your paycheck because that. But how? But how are you a professional athlete? Like, how do you get to this level where it takes somebody booing you, somebody who you'll never meet, that you'll you, you don't know who the fuck they are? Someone's if that's what it takes to get motivated, who the fuck? You, you don't want that kind of guy on your team, anyways. I'm not saying motivate you. I'm saying it's the kick in the ass because you know it. It just a little bit shittier, a little bit shittier, a little bit shittier, and then you're in a mood, and then you're this, and you don't even realize. Like it's, I can, I can see how it happens. Is what well, is all I'm saying. Well, go ahead, Jim. You, so you've never been kicked in the ass before. Being booed is all right. Finally, you get kicked in the ass. Maybe that's what you need. Like a lot of these guys don't have experience with those hard ass coaches. 
so you get booed by your fans and that's kind of that wake up call of like oh i i do have to do better i do have to do more i don't think these prima donnas give a fuck about getting booed i don't i i really don't oh yeah yeah unless unless you're a heel in the wwe like it's like you're not getting paid to be booed and I gotta guess getting booed hurts. I don't know. I know what it feels like to get booed, but not by twenty thousand people, right? Getting booed. Yeah. I love booing, but imagine <laughs> getting booed. I don't know if I've ever been booed. I've been called like a lot of dis, like the, the yeah. rotten names with the Bonneville Pontiacs when you got. Oh, you that got... was expected. We were losing no matter what. That was just expected. I don't think we got booed. I got like I got I got told how bad I was, but I never. I don't think we got, like it, it was past the point of booing. They were just telling me how bad I was to my face. <laughs> so you, it was just so it wasn't a boo. I I don't. Re- I mean, it's been the home years. fans never boo. I guess all thirty of them didn't. Couldn't how how loud? Oh, we we do. packed the old RG Lalon back in the day, man. Like there has been at least a thousand people there. Yeah, thirty-five, yeah. Dick. It's thirty-five so, so, people. It's, 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 it's a long time ago, but yeah, we had some pretty good crowds. So there tens back and tens of booze. The tens and tens of people booing me be, and be smirching my goodwill and everything else. Oh, that's just on Thursdays. So, yeah, you just wonder. Like, I don't think these guys care. I honestly don't. I bet you they, like, whatever, in Calgary on, on Saturday night, they went to Cowboys afterwards, had a good old time in the casino, whatever. They booed me. I don't care. Like, I'll roll around my millions. Who the fuck's that right. guy? Well, what happened with them tonight? I, I got on the side, on the side screen there. Uh, it looks like they're putting up a good effort against their tied two two against the stars. Yeah, I don't know. So, I but just, they're on the I, road. I just feel that they that they ain't gonna make her, and it's Whoa. just gonna be like whatever. It's right. go ahead, Jim. and, and, and I, well, I get why they don't care. I mean, hell, you're gonna pay me that much. Go ahead, boo me. Like, give her. Let's do it. Like, yeah. Well, that, and, and that's a line, that, and that's actually line. That's actually line that I use thirty. Like you, not that you, you're talking about getting booed in Bonnyville. That's actually line I use somewhere. I can't remember what what rink we were in back in the day, but somebody was said something to me how shitty I was or something, and I I looked at him. But you paid to watch me play. What do I give a fuck? Yeah, right. I'm still winning in this situation, so right. You paid to watch me, ice, but in in gen- like yeah. Who's I'm, the idiot here? Right? I may be yeah. shitty, but you're dumb. You paid to watch me, right. fucking idiot. Right. Well, you know, I wouldn't mind paying like back in the day. I imagine he paid ten fifty, got a hat and a, and a and a hot dog probably to walk in. So you got a hot dog. So I, I paid ten bucks to boo you some days. <laughs> Doesn't seem very nice, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I said some days, not every, not not every day. Well, oh, I don't think yeah. these guys care. I don't. Well, mm-hmm. I've told this story when, like, when uh, it was good seats, and I got to sit behind Dallas Stars in in Edmonton's barn, and mm-hmm. I let Darian Darian Hatcher. I got every penny out of that ticket. He knew I was booing him, <laughs> and it's fun. Oh, I love booing people. Your voice is very distinguishable too, Dave. When you when you get a little bit excited, it goes to, to a different pitch a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Really wait till projects. I get a couple in me. Yeah. You get a couple in you, and everything else is going along. Get get a little bit of adrenaline rolling too. Then it's holy Jesus. This guy shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Especially I when I make eye contact with the guy in the field. Remember that that's, guy from Weyburn or whatever that. That's I the worst, man. Like when like like it's because it's. I mean, this is a long time ago. It's, it's a different level altogether, but. That was a hard, a hard thing, being like 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. Um, 
when a guy is giving you the, the gears a little bit to to not make eye, eye contact with a guy in the stands who's who's giving you, giving you the gears that's tough because once you look you're fucked you are done because yeah. then that guy is on you know because then the stupid fan who knows he he thinks oh no look at me I, I'm the, I, now he's the show and now he's getting into you that's the worst thing you could ever do but it's hard when you're a guy like when you're a kid, like I was, like 17, 18, 19 years old, like I said, like you're a kid, right? And when someone's yelling at you, you just, it's hard not to look. And, but you, you just, it's, and it's just a simple glance at yeah, the head oh, and you're done. It. Like you are fucked. That, then he's out here going, oh, it's working. Yeah. And, and then the rest of the people pile on. And all of a sudden, that section has all the people and they're, they're laughing at you. Like, that's fucking terrible. And like, how many tellers can do it, like up close and personal, like that is beyond me. Like, Dave, when we were in um, Denver, Oh, fuck this is 25 years ago now too but uh and griffey because he was a different level obviously right and our 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 our, our friend uh, god rest his soul the real deal rob o'neill he was uh he was beacon griffey about god knows what god knows when we were also probably 20 beer deep at that point but well, uh, well yeah when griff was in the on deck circle griffey's on the on deck circle and he was yelling at him saying about his, his fantasy pool, his fantasy team or something. And Griffey's like, just had enough of this clown. And he just looked at Griffey and he says, I don't care, fucking trade me. And it was it was really <laughs> quite funny that that uh, that Griffey took it to the other level and basically shut, like, Owen goes, did you hear that? He's talking to me. And then that, that shut him up. So th- yeah. there's other ways you can go about doing it. Like, baseball's a little bit different than hockey because the the plexiglass and, and the like. But, yeah, like, it's it's got to be tough when the when fans are, are beacony like that to not want to say something and not say something back or not just give that that give that little look because that'll, that, that'll fuck your day. Like, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. And if you're oh, already yeah. saying something, you got to make sure it's good if you're saying something back to a fan. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, right those are all these stories it's like oh and he shut him up but it's never if he does say something you, it's got to be something that they can't burn you for yeah and i don't think you can even as a as a hockey player maybe no. if you're in the bin in the in the penalty box and beacon that fan or, or something but yeah. it's not worth it it's not worth your time how are you going to win that one but uh baseball like yeah if you're above the dugout yeah it's it's pretty easy to make eye contact with some guy walking back to the dugout between innings and that's kind of fun doing it that way yeah i like sitting I, above the visitors dugout i don't know if there's a situation other like we talked about only doing it years ago but i don't think there's a situation where a player would um benefit much from saying something to a fan that that is like if a guy you, you can't tell him you can't if the guy says fuck you i I hate you, Watson, or whoever. Watson can't say "fuck you" back because then it's a it's a it's a thing. It's on TMZ or whatever the fuck right now, right? And it's clickbait for us idiots to do these podcasts and stuff, right? So, like, I don't think there's any benefit to talking back to a fan. I, I, I as an athlete, I don't think there is it anything because it's it's not going to go well for you in the end. No, I agree. No, um, yeah, it, it's and it's not going to make you feel better than because. Yeah, it's brutal. What was that? Um, the Bosa outside of Philadelphia before the Niners game, uh, Bosa's brother was like through the gay blast at that Philly fan. And he, I make more money. Like, how is those fines? I don't care because I'm rich as shit. Like, really? That's the kind of smack you're going to come at me from? Like, that it, it's right. It's, and it's stupid. Yeah. Speaking of brothers, like what, what's with fucking uh, Mahomes' brother gotten shit again for 
groping some uh, restaurant, a restaurant owner, owner. Or kissing her or something. Like, when, when is Patrick Mahomes, who seems like a pretty solid guy to me, like he seems like a pretty down-to-earth, he was telling Kelsey to shut up in the Super Bowl, basically the, the sideways glance when Kelsey was saying, they don't respect us, and fuck off, Kelsey. And that, that, that was the thought. That was the look that I thought that uh, Mahomes was giving to Kelsey at that moment. But um, would, wouldn't you think that Mahomes would tell his brother to cool it, man? Like, just can you oh, just yes. not? He, I, I, I don't like think he's he had the conversation. I feel like he just hasn't had enough to actually cut him off. He's rolling with with uh, Patrick's wife. Like, Ugh. yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. <clears throat> I don't get it. I would cut that boy off. Man, you pack know, them up. RP. Pack them yep. up and send them to the curb, man. You're there. You know, no, that. I just fucking just, you're I, embarrassing. Hey, give me back my American Express card. Give me back the fuck off and stay fucked mm-hmm. off. Right? Like, that's yeah. it's a bad look. And now with everything the way it is, and I don't want to say cancel culture and say those kind of things because that's ridiculous. Because the guy's an asshole and he's an idiot. But get like when it, it's time to like, just shut it, just shut it. And like yeah. he, he, he's at that point now. Like why we shouldn't even know this guy's name. Truly, right? we shouldn't. We shouldn't know his name and how he gets himself in the news all the time. It's it's a fucking mystery. And you think that a guy like Mahomes is probably the best player in the National Football League would have the uh, the gumption, or maybe 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 he has. I don't know. But to say, dude, no more. Like enough. That's it. I don't know. You have to. I don't yeah. get it. I, yeah. I I I'd like to hope that he's sat him down and had conversations or whatever. Like tried to put a stop to it but yeah the way that it's not happening makes me feel like he hasn't and i don't get it yeah, yeah. how do you not realize that you're embarrassing your brother more and yourself but like yeah. you're bad for the brand exactly bad for the brand and that and that's the biggest thing anyways uh this, this segment is brought to you by rexmd.com save it 90 and uh on your erectile drug meds by going to rexmd.com slash belly up today Fellas, do you sometimes need a little help in the bedroom? Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at RexMD are here to help you make this the best night of your life. Erectile dysfunction is a common medical issue that over 30 million men in the U.S. tackle every day. We've all had those nights where we get too nervous and just need a little help. The doctors at RexMD will evaluate you online, no office visit needed, and ship medication directly to your door before the big day. With RexMD, they're here to help and provide you with real FDA-approved medications at the best price. Act now to take advantage of their Valentine's Day deal by heading to RexMD.com slash bellyup. Our exclusive deal will save you up to 90% off, where you'll pay as low as $2 per dose on generic Viagra instead of $90 plus on Viagra. That's RexMD slash bellyup. For 90% off, your partner will thank you. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. I was pouring a beer there for myself. Uh, brought to you by... Uh, oh, geez. I screwed that up trying to get myself another beer. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com. Today, and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of Major League Baseball tickets that are, that's coming up right away. Uh, Dave, uh, earlier, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, it don't matter which day it was, no, who gives a shit what day people say stuff. We can talk about whatever we want, whenever we want, because it's our show. But uh, yeah, 
Tony Clark, the uh, the uh, president of the Major League Baseball Players Association, he came out and said that there is no way, no how, that the Major League Baseball Players Association will ever agree to a salary cap. Uh, good move, bad move, or what's your thoughts on that? Because to me, I, Jesus, man, there's a, there's a lot more have not teams in that league than there are have, have teams. And I think that this might be a death wish for baseball. Uh, putting a salary cap on you, like you want that or you don't want that. Um, well, I think it's just much ado about nothing. Um, if, if the baseball unit has shown us anything, it's like once they start going to miss, uh, paychecks they buckle like a belt like it's it's brutal how how bad that union fooled same with the nfl right you know they they there's no there's no solidarity they don't have the minor leaguers at heart they don't have um all the the big wigs the uh, the guys making max money want to keep making max money everybody making minimum money thinks one day they're gonna make max money so they all want to be be uh, have a deal that allows for max money and no one's thinking about the 30 to 40 percent of the players the ham and eggers uh the triple a uh players and and down working for fucking minimum wage they're 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 Less staying in flea- yeah they're staying in flea bitten hotels riding the bus got to rake the fields between innings and they got to do their own laundry. Like, fuck. Like baseball has to start take caring of, taking care of itself. It's, it's unconscionable how bad baseball treats its minor league players. And that has to change. And it never will. It never will because all the players at the end of the day want is, is the money that's up for them. They don't think of anything of the players coming up through the system. This going back a long time, Dave. But 1994, the National Hockey League went on 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 their lockout. They got and the, the strike, whatever. I can't remember if it was a lockout or a strike. There's been so many over over the years. And the and the at the end of the day, the uh, the the players they say we're we're not we're not we're not we're not we're not we're not going we're not accepting salary cap. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. And then uh, after some guys lost four like entire seasons, and some guys lost like four and five million bucks. Uh, and then all of a sudden, well, they accepted it. At the end of the day, once again, it goes back to the first segment. They're just employees, man. If you want to sit, we're rich. We don't care. And, and yeah. you, you hate to use the millionaire billionaire um, situation because it's a it's a thing. But it, it's 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 a thing. It's a millionaires versus billionaires, and the billionaires will sit out. Like it, it doesn't matter to them. They're employees. Whatever. Like they don't give a shit. There's not many owners that that want to win championships year in year out and and so it doesn't much matter to them if they if, if they miss a season like it's it's absolutely insane that baseball thinks that that uh, the players association of players think that they're bigger than the game because they're not those get somebody else to do it for cheaper and, and and i wholeheartedly believe that jim yeah the um that's the whole thing is these owners are fine not paying these guys so they're never gonna win their strike or whatever like strike or lockout they try so hard not to pay them these these owners are fine without having to pay you so it's just a thing that's never going to work out in their favor i think oh especially when it comes to baseball well you got it spend it like let's let's make these teams competitive but they're going to spend as little as they can regardless of a salary cap especially these teams that are not competitive or even borderline that I don't really see a huge need for it. 
you know, Dave, do, they, do you think? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Like, uh, well, just the only other thing that, like, I would, I would be pissing and moaning more for a salary floor, as opposed to a salary cap, because then if you get, you know, a third of the teams pay so little in in salary that that's that's part of the problem. If they if they would open up their wallets a little bit, because once the big fish are gone, then now you, the, these players, these mid market players, like I got to sign somewhere, and this is the best offer I got on the table. But now maybe if the Pirates, the Marlins, the 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 Diamondbacks, if they weren't such skin flints, maybe if I can get a little bit of a minor league bid, uh, bidding war between these three. Then I can get like you know a, a ten million dollar contract as opposed to having to settle for eight with the pirate. The, the thing that's brutal about it, Dave and Jim, is that like like I said earlier on that uh, Cabrera is gonna he's gonna make thirty one million bucks this year on, on a on a, a Detroit Tigers team that's spending one hundred and sixteen million, I think it is. So that's they're down to eighty four million without without him on that team. And then what's the shortstop uh, that uh, what's what the heck's his name? Played for the Cubs for the World Series team. He's making twenty-four million. So you got two guys making fifty-five million. That's half of, of what of what their team would be making. The, they don't care. These owners don't care. And for 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 the the players' association to come out and saying we'll never we will never accept a salary cap. We just okay. We just, we, we won't have any any place for these guys to go because they're going to just price themselves out because there isn't enough teams to pay these guys. A third of the teams are spending less around the $100 million mark. That's two pitchers for the Mets. It's, it, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to work. Like it's just for, for, for these guys to say baseball's in a, in a big problem right now. And there is going to be a lockout or a strike or whatever it's going to be. That's going to hit this game hard and people aren't going to care. And, and that's the problem that baseball has. Don't worry about pitch clocks. Don't worry about the shift. This is the problem that baseball has, and it's a money thing because people already aren't going. And th- and that's a major problem that baseball has. That is a good question. Like, I never really thought about it. Um, with the pitch clock and shortening games, is that for the benefit of people in the stands or people try- or for television? Because television probably wants it a more bricked off thing so we can start show b at 10 30 eastern but you know if this game if you're dragging your ass and we're not getting good ratings and this and that like we want we want some finite we of confines of when we can start our next scheduled program as opposed to having game 87 between the the braves and the and the rockies going on for three and a half hours because there's four or five pitching changes and they're taking their time like well, I don't, I don't know. It's I think it's a hundred percent a uh, television thing because not only is it you're uh, you're you're yeah getting to the pro- next program on time, but also that's the quicker you're getting in and out of innings and between innings is when you're getting all your ad revenue. So I think that's also part of it. The more the more pitches you have to throw, the quicker the innings are going to go. The quicker the innings go, the more ads you get, the more money you make there. No one's watching anyway, so who cares? That's kind of what I think it is. With the and, and, and that's and that's the thing is that I, I don't think net, network executive A gives a shit about a baseball game. Mm-hmm. They're about making money so they can also keep their jobs and then they get their bonuses and whatever else it may be. And I don't think that the, the, the problem is is the length of the game. I think, like you said, Dave, I actually think I agree with you. It's 100% the reason why they don't have 
uh, they, they, they could have shorter commercial breaks. They're not going to do that because revenue's there, right, on, on ads. And then they're, they're, they want to shorten gains because then they get this this TV show, Dr. Wong or Dr. Hole, whatever is end up, Dr. Pimple Popper, whatever the fuck is on next, and they paid money. So if we get the, this many shows on, they all make money. And the only and the reason why base owners have, have these teams is to make money. Pretty simple. They don't care about championships. If they win one, great. But these guys ha- have teams to make money, and the way and it's it's and bi- the way these players, man, they they better watch themselves because if they think the owners are going to budge on this one, they're sadly fucking mistaken. Sadly mistaken. Ooh. Yeah, with this Bali Sports Network uh, defaulting on their payments too, it, it's it affects uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, and hockey. But I I've read. That it affects baseball more than anything. There's, there's, there might be a huge revenue problem. Um, I think there's twelve to baseball. thirteen teams that, that go with Bali that just that, that, that we're, we're out, right? Like yeah, and then so now they got no money, and you know, Major League Baseball will help for a little bit, but then these are the same owners saying to the 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 Yankees and Dodgers, like, hey, you're spending too much money. Oh, and now you want now your hands out because we're rich, right? You piss and moan when we sign all these guys to big contracts, but now that your your piss and regional deal fell through, you want me to help you out? Get bent. Look, there there has to be some kind of a salary floor. There is no doubt about that. But as far as a cap goes, I think there needs to be a cap. But I'm I'm also anti cap because so these owners got so much fucking money, and. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just I it's it's a, there, there's a competitive uh, balance or imbalance. I guess there's a there's a payroll discrepancy and disparity obviously but these players man i i honestly they better just shut their yaps because the owners will dig their feet in this time around and then you're gonna you're going to have a situation where there's only three or four have teams with the yankees the dodgers the, the mets now and uh boston they're kind of taking a slow down on what they've been paying there's gonna be a lot of teams saying you know what fuck it we're not doing it they're already not, like there's a lot of teams already not paying so why, 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 who do these players think they are to continue what's going on? Like the Padres did too. Padres, Padres are, up, are right there too. They're, they're top five or six, which I, I still haven't done any research on that to see how, how they, how they spend that kind of money. But it's crazy. Like you're going to have teams that saying, nope, you know what? Lock them out. Lock them out. We don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And, and baseball's in trouble because I don't, I think of the unions as well. There's the least amount of unity. Because a, there are so many players um, scattered throughout so many leagues, like from the majors to a ball, and b, there's so much uh, international uh, differences in that league, and the the poverty level of the of where the, some of these players come from. Like there's the 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 fact that the Astros had three pitchers that saw action in the playoffs. That they're paying a combined one hundred eighty thousand dollars to. That's because they signed them as sixteen-year-old uh, kids that didn't know any better. That didn't have a, their families didn't have a pot to piss in. You know, that's taking advantage of the players. And you know, I don't know if I'm if that's good on Houston for finding these uh, diamonds in the rough, or shame on them for because they probably have a hundred of them signed, but now three of them make it to the to the pros and and played meaningful roles to get them their world series that's a good point dave i'm glad i I never thought of that like you have guys that uh that come from nothing 
and and then you have uh, not now you have a lot of like professional sports and we talk about a lot on our show is uh, a lot of these kids come from money now right and and they they have the training and especially the north american kids obviously it come from money and the training that they get and on and on we talked about it ad nauseum the uh are north american kids going to eventually especially in, in baseball are they going to price themselves out because there's some kid from the dominican who comes from nothing doesn't even play the real baseball glove Let's mm-hmm. let's and they got all the talent in the world, Cuba, whatever it may be. I'm not, I'm, and I'm not being racist. I'm not being anything. Is it going to come to a situation where these owners and GMs and everybody, everybody else will go? Well, we'll just sign twelve of these Dominican kids instead because we can get it for a lot cheaper. And you and Buddy, who wants fifteen million a year to to, to sign, we're not going to. Like, is that going to be a situation that's going to come to that? I think it has already. I I, I, um, I I have no idea what I was listening to, but it was just like um, um, <laughs> African. Well, no, no, but like the African American, um, not influenced players in the league has been on a steady decline. It's dropping. It's less and less every year. Like we see a lot of black players, but most of those players now are coming from Honduras and Puerto Rico and the Dominican and and whatever. They're not American players anymore. Like they're they're now being funneled into uh, not funneled. Uh, baseball's not the opportunity because they they don't have the proper exposure to organized baseball where one can get discovered. Right? You're not gonna. At the end of the day, what makes the, the, regardless of how gifted you are at the sport of baseball, you need someone to pitch to you, and you need to hit. And if you don't have the framework and the organizations to give you that kind of exposure, you're not going to get better at it. Whereas in basketball um, and, yeah, well. and football, yeah, it, it's more, it's more school sports, right? And like you can get that, you can get your exposure at baseball in, in school as well, but you can't practice baseball by yourself. Jim, we talked about it before, and we you, you, obviously you listen to our show more than anybody does. You do it two or three <laughs> times every time it comes out. I mean, I I, I rarely listen to the whole thing, but yeah, we, we I get talked about it. We we've talked about it a time or two, uh, and I want I want your take on this. Does baseball have a baseball problem, or does baseball have a marketing problem? It's marketing, man. I hate that I can't just watch a freaking baseball game. That's one thing. I cannot watch a Jays game. If I'm going out to a little pub on a Sunday afternoon or something, it, it or whatever, like I can't, I baseball isn't ever on because when it's not marketed properly, no one's doing that. But also, yeah, the streaming and the blackouts and all that, it's well, how the hell do you expect me to get into this if you can't let me watch it to get into this? That's that's what I think. I think that, yeah, with streaming and blackouts and whatnot, it's really hurt it and they haven't adapted to that the way they should have. Yeah, because like the rule changes are one thing to try to make the game better, but if they're you're trying to make the game better for for people who aren't watching anyway, so what the fuck's the point? They're not going to watch because of these rule changes. Because do you know what? They're not watching. They don't know about the rule changes. So who cares? Why are we yeah. changing it for people who aren't going to care regardless? They're not going to watch regardless. The, like they they don't know what you don't watch baseball. If I say ban the shift, you don't know what I'm talking about. If I talk about a pitch clock, chances are you didn't know there wasn't already one. Like nobody ca- nobody who doesn't watch baseball is going to care. 
and that's you know, not, and they're not going to know. So, yeah, that's the one thing I don't get about all this. They, and to and to and like yeah, like if you want to be able to catch Blue Jay fans, you know, the the MLB app blocking out games is absolute garbage like that that drives me absolutely bonkers right because now like you know because sportsnet wants you to have rogers wants you to have their app on their phone you don't want this like just just access is access and it shouldn't matter where you're getting it because it all kind of goes into the same pot i get it that it doesn't because sportsnet is gonna have but you know what when I'm watching uh, NFL games on DAZN, it finds a local feed. I'm watching Canadian ads on there, right? I'm, uh, it's, it's, so I don't know how the feeds work, but Major League Baseball has to figure that shit out too. So then it's, uh, Sports Snacks can put it away and just say, well, you know, these advertisers are doing it. Well, then give us your fucking feed and they'll see your ads. And, you know, that's now you can charge your advertisers more just because you're not getting the $30 a month subscription fee for your shitty ass app. I hate Rogers. I hate telecom companies. I, I just wish, I want to go back to carrier pigeon. Like I, I took good point, Jim. I was talking to somebody, the, uh, I can't do so many of these damn shows over the, over the course of a week. I was talking to somebody about, about this exact thing. And if you live in the state of Iowa, you can't watch any baseball games basically because you're, you're too close to Chicago. You're too close to Milwaukee. You're too close to here. You're too close to there. So you don't get to watch any games because you could, you could go to the game and there, and, and, and this cable company got this blacked out because of this. It's, it's absolutely fucking insane that the people who run baseball don't see this, that they do not see that they that they are the actual problem that that why people aren't going to games anymore they, they like the detroit tigers are going to lose 102 games this year the, the washington nationals are going to lose 120 games this year and no one's going the baltimore baltimore had a pretty good year last year and they they, they might squeak in they almost squeaked in last year but there's teams that are going to lose 100 plus games and they say well why aren't people watching why aren't people going one they don't know they don't know that it's that it's on Two, they don't care because the teams are so fucking shitty, and, and it's and it's it's it's, it's and, crazy that and, and it's crazy that the players think that they're so indestructible that they're going to be forced to have these guys. The owner, if the owners don't care, then why should we? Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't see why. Well, because we actually like the game. Yeah, it's I don't a toy, know, right? right? Like, yeah, when once emotions, because like you're gonna watch regardless. You're 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 gonna have Cause based on whether well, because I watch well, well other than you watch whatever. If there's a if there's a game year, on, you're gonna watch it. And there are other people who are like that as well. And people will go and start watching NCAA baseball or my, like whatever it is, or go and see in their wooden bat uh, team going and spending the whatever, however much it is to go and see a WCBL game or whatever it may be. It's and it, it's expensive. Like it's fucking expensive to go to a game. We lost Jim somehow. He must lost internet connection. Whatever. It's expensive to go to a ball game. And man, there's 81 of them a year. You can't expect people to be going every one of them. You can't. Nope. Uh, that's a, that's a commitment, right? And you can't. Well, maybe you can if you're retired. Good on you if you if you do it. Um, well, you can sit wherever, because, like most ball games, you get in for ten bucks or eight bucks if you want to sit way the hell up somewhere. But 
you know, a beer is 20 bucks and then this is 20 bucks and then the mm-hmm. box, a box of popcorns, this and everything else. Like it's uh, no b- baseball better. And it, like I said, it's, I don't think baseball is a baseball problem. I think they have a marketing problem and I don't, I don't think they understand that they do. And the higher ups just, and it's, it's, it's right from it's, it's the GMs. It's the, it's, it's the commissioner. It's everybody else that that's just, that's just messed up. They, they, that they don't see it. There's Jim's back. But yeah, yeah. It just booted me. I, uh, I don't know what happened there. That was me badmouthing the telecom agent. Oh yeah, Dave, yeah. you got me booted. Man. Yeah, they streamed into this new thing we got going. I said, "Yeah, get they the fuck out." They missed me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The MLB was listening. What MLB has to do is like, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know because I didn't even look into the tickets. In for the afternoon game, it was like sitting on the surface of the sun, but in in deep center field, they have a fairly large section, just bleachers, not seats, uh-huh. for fans, and it's the fan zone. And I'm I'm hoping they have cheap pop, cheap soda, cheap popcorn. Fan, there's a family section most 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 ballparks, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. Like that's what you got to do. Show your student card and get in for ten bucks. Get people addicted to coming because that's where you make a fan for life. Get people addicted to coming. I tell you what, Dave, and I I've said this a, a lot. I, like, like, unless you're like th- those tickets that are that are really expensive, I get they make money on like Legend Suites and that kind of deal. I, I get it that they make a good chunk of change on those, but you will always, always, always make more money on concessions. Get people in the building, get them to in the game, no matter what, because they, if a beer is, if they don't have to spend twenty five dollars on a ticket. They will spend that $25 on a beer, popcorn, hot dog, burger, pizza, whatever the fuck it might be. Get people in the building. You'll make more money. I don't give a fuck. If your team is is decent and and wins a few games, you will get people in the building and, and you will you will make more money. And and that's just that that's simple. That is simple. And I me. think the Rockies have that figured out because you know, um, they're they're up in the top third of attendance. Their team is always middle of the ground, but they have a pretty decent fan day ex, uh, fan day experience. The all those from when we were there that I showed you that whole section they turned into just bars. That yeah. thing is jamming. It's full of people spending money all the time. It's, yeah, it's, Yankee Stadium has that same thing now. We they they did some renos upstairs there in the top deck. We we went and did that last year and uh, sat in some different places and, and saw that the first day we were there. And there was all those kinds of different places to, to to do. And baseball, like, and get people in the building. Get people in the building. Like, don't like don't fa- because people's entertainment dollars stretch so fucking thin nowadays. It is. It really, really is. And so if you if you if you if you make them forget about it, they will. And that and that's just how it is. Anyways, that's just that's my thoughts. I don't know. Give them a reason to keep coming, right? Because those uh, people that are drinking there, they're gonna go drink at uh, the sports bar, but they're drinking there for the game. You know, they're like they're they're drinkers. That's yeah. what they are, and they just happen to drink at the game. You gotta you gotta you gotta do something more to get the families and give give mom and pop a reason to get the kid out there and get the kid down when he's 14 and he has, he's playing hooky from school, him and a buddy are going to take the subway and go to a baseball game because it's not going to cost him a hundred bucks. Yeah, no, it's uh, Dave. I don't know when, when the, I think the bargaining agreement's up in two years, I think with baseball, uh, what's the uh, over under that the, uh, 
they're going to be on strike for or, or locked out for a year. Is it a hundred percent or zero percent? What's your thoughts? Like, like it's, I think it's going to be a, a, a long battle this time around. Oh no, no, they're, 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 they might, they might play a hundred game schedule one year, but that's it. Players will just fold like Rita McNeil on a lawn chair, right? Oh, you bet. They, yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll fold. They'll fold. And that's what I don't understand. The players always, they don't lose because they're rich beyond belief, but they, they never but win. But they're not rich beyond belief. A third of them are some, rich beyond some. belief. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. And then when you look at who's on the players' bargaining agreement, it's all names we know. It should be names we don't know. Because, yeah. th- because that's a third, that's two thirds of the players. Anyways. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself $20. SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like the high five strangers got. Game-winning interception. First down. Just a nice, solid tackle. If you're an arm's length, you will be swapping skin with this extrovert. You see, he knows SeatGeek got him a great deal on tickets, so he can focus on what he does best, smacking palms. SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more, so fans can fan. G- uh, Jim's gone again. What I don't know what happened to Jim. There, there it is. Uh, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four viewers, sports talking a whole lot more. Those who join us in the live stream tonight, thank you very much. It'll be up on uh, on our normal podcast situation or stations uh, tomorrow. Thank you very much for everybody who, who's watched tonight. We've uh, had a good time doing this. It's uh, a little bit different, but uh, it's a thing, and it's something we want to do about once a month. And we'll get a, we'll get a little bit better at it as the uh, the time as time goes on. Anyways, Jim, you came on a little bit late uh, today for, for the show. What, uh, what happened on Saturday? You're on the radio the whole bit. Uh, and then, yeah, what happened? You're on mute again. Yeah. So um, on Saturday, I ended up having a day where I went and had my first live performance on the radio, which is really cool. I get that a lot of people don't listen to radio anymore. A lot of people my age especially don't listen to the radio. But regardless, it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. Went in, played three songs on Unsigned BC. If you want to hear that that uh, show, it is it's available. It's up on there. You can, you can see it's it. It's up on unsignedbc.com. Um, so that is uh, still up there. Super fun. I had a great time. Met a lot, bunch of uh, great people. A lot of great artists were also there on the show. And ended up, yeah, looking at... Uh, Looking to get back on there in a little while, hoping to return. They played a few of my songs already, which was excellent. But yeah, I'd like to thank them for having me on and thank everyone who listened. It was awesome. No, I listened. It was uh, it was uh, kind of neat to hear you on. You did you've done some songs uh, before for us and everything else. But we'll get this uh, going in there. We'll talk after the show about how we can get some more of your stuff on these live streams and everything else because it's a uh, it's a good thing for both of our shows. Uh, Dave, I, I don't when when what year did it start or when did we start this? Who is better things? It's one of my favorite things to do on our show because it's really quite simple. And I don't know if people know the the backstory of how this all got going. And I don't know if you even know it. Uh, it was it was in your uh, it was in Yankee Tavern when we first started when we were sharing a mic like a couple couple kids huddled around the the transistor radio. Someone's playing music. Is that you, Jim? It's my roommate. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> um, but nonetheless, uh, that's 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 where we started it back in so the in the, the actual of- truth behind the whole story, Dave. And I don't think I've ever I don't think I've even told you this is that when we first got going on this this podcast back in and you came on show number two or three back in August of 2020 or it's August, September, I can't remember what. what Nin- show, 19, what? because it was, no, it was 19. 20. It was 20, it was no, COVID. Because, no. It was after my dad passed away, trust me, it was 2020. It, no, oh, you're right, sorry, yeah, I, I apologize, yep. No, it's, it's fine, and uh, I was bantering about with Deanne about uh, stuff we could talk about, because like when you're first getting into this podcast stuff, when we still don't know what the fuck we're doing, it's it's it's, it's a struggle day in, day out to come up with ideas and stuff, but uh, like we, because we, we've been friends for a long time, but and we we disagreed a lot, like when we're out drinking and having a good time, we, we disagree about a lot of things, but on, on the show, it, it got to a point where uh we were agreeing too much and the, there was no banter and it was just like say you say this you say that yeah and then it was over like fuck well that didn't work out very good and we agreed too much so it was kind of funny so i i got to just thinking no matter what and i came up with who is better for the simple reason that whatever whatever you said i was going to disagree with no matter what oh i'm just, that who is better but be with would you rather who is better yeah. was one of those yeah. things like, like yeah. no matter what you said whether i agreed or not i was going to disagree just to just for, for just for some more banters how is how who is better all came about back in 2020 or early when we first started doing this thing so. i remember you texted me about this i'll try and find the message but you said whatever dave says i'm just gonna go against him and i was like all right yeah, i'll, I'll, try, just, and, no I'll try and find the text and also the screenshot we're, we're just agreeing too much and that's how who is better came apart or, or came, came around uh are you ready boys to do some who is better uh, jim you might not know who some of these guys are but i want you guys to both give it a shot you guys ready to go absolutely you bet Dave, who is better, Kenny Loggins or Kenny Lofton? Mr. Soundtrack. No one could write a soundtrack tune better than Kenny Loggins. Oh, man, that guy could write a soundtrack tune. What's his best soundtrack tune? Probably I'm All Right from uh, Caddyshack might be my favorite. My brother um, hates us. No, he's got uh, I'm Free from Foot, Footloose was really good. Not Footloose's song, Footloose's song, obviously, but like the I'm Free from Footloose, oh, that's really good. And he's got another one from Caddyshack 2 that was really good too. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Soundtrack for me is like, and Kenny Loggins was a hell of a ball player. But Kenny Loggins, Jim, do you even know who Kenny Loggins is? Yeah, man, I've watched Caddyshack. <laughs> Dude, there's this one Caddy- from right, out, right outside from where I work at. It's always got um, a hockey game on the like movies channel on and it's always gonna be like the capitals at like because i usually get off around four so i go over afterwards and i see yeah like the capitals playing and then caddyshack is on every day at four <laughs> o'clock so so i'm between commercial breaks and looking at each but yeah every single day i see caddyshack almost every so single kenny time I go in better than kenny lofton oh yeah kenny oh, yeah. lofton had a hell of a career didn't wear a cup um, I don't know how you know that, but whatever. I don't know either. I think I think Jim Rome. I think it was when the days where I listened to Jim Jim Rome, he came clean to Jim Rome. Um, not a Hall of Famer though. I I think he just missed Hall of Pretty Good. Yeah. So let's give this one to Mr. Soundtrack, Mr. Kenny Loggins. Uh, next one up, boys. Uh, who is better, 
Bo Duke or Bo Bichette? Bo Duke, man. Where's Bo Derek? <laughs> Give me Bo Derek one. Uh, Bo Bichette's too young. The the jury's still out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think they can help it when you're a young, successful ball player. I think you just run a little high on the nozzle scale. So, for now, if Bo Derek is in a selection, I'll, I'll give it to the Duke boy. The Dukes, like the the long the the okay the not the not long history the the, the Dukes at Hazard wasn't on that long, and to to have the longevity that that show has got on, because I don't think it's on. It was on the Nashville Network back in the day, like in, back in the late nineties. It was on a little bit, but it wasn't on CBS or ABC, whatever. No, no, that's a, that's not true at all. It was how many years was it? Was, it was it's not a ten year show. I would say probably six to to nine and they actually fired Bo and Luke Duke because they held out for more money. Contract they, dispute. Yeah. And they let him go. And then they, they brought hired, in two cousins for a season yeah. and then brought, brought, brought them back. It didn't work out the whole bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But the, the general Lee was, uh, cause there was all the, the toys and stuff. And my brother had the, uh, the general Lee and you could put the, the, the merchandising. The, the merchandising yeah. was pretty big for the, back in the eighties for those TV shows. Do they still do that with TV shows with merchandising for kids? As much? I don't think so. Well, is it? Well, because everything's streaming now, so like, they do it, but it's also more independent. Uh, and it's the Marvel universe, right? Like, yeah, MCU is taken over. Yeah. So which it just I don't stands know. for Marvel Cinematic Universe and not comic. Hmm. La, two more. I, I got one more here. Wait, go ahead. And uh, Dukes of Hazard was a six-year run. Six. Oh, okay. Who is better, you Darvish or you two? You Darvish is the greatest almost at, at uh, almost getting no hitters. I will say that. You Darvish is a hell of a pitcher. He's a hell you, of a pitcher. You, like you two is like I know you're not a you you're not a Bono guy. Obviously, my sister's a big Bono guy, and uh, and Jim's Jim's mother. Um, you two's better than you, Darvish. Oh, without like you, I know. I know you don't like you two, Dave. But yeah, I I, I don't mind. And well, I, I I think I've told you about what's the difference between God and you two. Oh. God doesn't God doesn't walk around heaven thinking he's Bono. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is that. There is that. You know, he is a bit of a. He's got a lot going on. Uh, I got three more. Who is better, John Bon Jovi or John Schmoltz? That is some two heavyweights. Yeah. You know. Schmoltz a Hall of Famer. Bon Jovi's a Hall of Famer. Schmoltz, uh, he only got the, I think, the one World Series with the Braves. But the, that three-headed monster they had with with uh, Glavin and Maddox in, in, in Atlanta for all those years, that's a, that's that's a that's a heavyweight belt going ten rounds. That's Balboa and Apollo Creed kind of shit going on there. Now, did he win a Cy Young as a closer and a Cy Young as a starter? Like I believe so. Yeah. Total team player uh, went to the bullpen. When Good, broadcaster him. Good bo- bo- broadcaster too. Good broadcaster. 
You know, I think John Bon Jovi likes John Bon Jovi a little too much. I've seen Bon Jovi more times uh, perform than I have seen John Smoltz perform. A um, little bit of pandering, super group. Yeah, still sell out. Give me Smoltzy. I'll take I'll take the Hall of Famer over the 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 hair metal guy. Well, Top hair. Bon Jovi's a, a Hall of Famer in their own rights too. I mean, he is Jim. Yeah, um, Schmaltz. Schmaltz. I'm not the biggest Bon Jovi guy. I I, uh, I understand the appeal, but it's just I like some of their music, but I you know, I'm not the biggest Bon Jovi head. You know. So, Favorite like, Bon Jovi song? Born to be my baby. What? Baby, oh, I love that song. I oh. That's not what I thought that you would just pull. I out like love that, right? that <laughs> right, man. I, I love that song, man. <laughs> that's uh, I love that one. That's a that is such a great, great song. Yeah. Uh, the my two, I, I like Dead or Alive, and the one Johnny used to work on the docks. Which was it? We're halfway living there. on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Yeah. Living on a prayer is a good yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Another one. Who's better, Steve Perry or Steve Young? Steve Perry of Journey fame and uh, of Oh Sherry. Fuck, I hated that song. So th- th- this might give away who I'm going to pick. But yeah, who's better, uh, Steve Perry or Steve Young? Uh, if my mom ever sees this, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to answer uh, Steve Perry in case my mom's watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that he got the nickname "The Voice" for a reason. And he is a phenomenal he, singer too. Oh yeah, I can sing. And then stage fright was it? A go- he, he, that's why he quit. I thought he bit hip of injury. A- oh, hip injury! It was. It was. He got sick, but also like, yeah, his hip was gone, so he couldn't like actually like walk. Yeah. So he just called it. Huh. Guy can sing no pipes. Um. Steve Young, I never really liked him. I don't. I didn't like the Niners at the time. I didn't like the fact he was from BYU. I don't like the <laughs> fact that he uh, is wrong constantly. On I know the, it's only Monday, but you kind of just besmirched the Mormon Church right there on, a, on the fourteen twenty podcast. But whatever. I didn't say that. I'd, I could have just as easily said Notre Dame, but he played for BYU. Oh no, did he? I don't even know where he played his college ball. I'm going to assume BYU. Um, no, I don't like Steve I don't Young. I, 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 that guy gives me a bit of a rash. Um, hell of a player. Um, deserved Hall of Famer. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Steve Perry on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Steve Young, quasi-Niners guy. But I, I just I, – I hated that song, Oh, Sherry, so much. I hated that song because you couldn't, you couldn't dance to it. You did. It was fast and it was slow, and you couldn't. This is back in 1983 or 84, whatever it was, when you're trying to hand you on and your dancing. You, you, you I, don't I, strike I, I, me I'm, as much of a dancer. Are you sure? I'm a rug song? cutter, man. I am a rug cutter. Like, Are you no sure? Around that, I, I, and I, I don't know. Just I feel like it wasn't the song, and it was more the dancer. 
No, it was a song. It wasn't fast. It wasn't slow. It was in between land, and it sped up, and it was slow again. Uh, I didn't. I, I and that. So that, that that's the reason I'm gonna, I'm going to give it to uh, to to Steve Young, and he's Super Bowl champion the whole bit. Uh, last yeah. one, we'll call it a night, boys. Who's better, Arnold Horshack or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, give me fuck. the Schwartz. Yeah, it's Arnold for sure. Horshack, that two-bit one-trick pony. Like, come on. I was sick of it. I was like 10 years old watching uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, and his shtick got old on me after one season. I like Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, so still, did I. I still do. I watch it once in a while on YouTube. But that, oh, 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 that, 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 that grew old. Real I will bet, Dave, I will bet you more people get more pleasure out of Arnold Horshack now than people get pleasure out of Arnold Schwarzenegger on a daily basis. I, I I I put money on it. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, Who watches Conan reruns? You don't have to. Uh, Schwarzenegger's out there so on Twitter. So many other things. In fact, yeah. you pick out that one thing. You pick out Conan, really? I, never, I I actually never saw Terminator. Terminator one, Terminator two, Kindergarten Cop. Those old school raw deal was hilarious. His cheesy one-liners were the best. I didn't really care for that Martian one. True Lies was awesome. Jamie Lee Curtis, one of my crushes. I saw, I rewatched um, Trading Places the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis had it going on. She still does. She she's still dirt. looks pretty. She looks, uh, yeah. She's, she's, she's a right. handsome woman. I dig on her. Yeah. Um, like sliding down, went sliding down a rope in gym class. Don't need no Rex MD if she's Don't in the Rex MD on that one. There's no doubt about that. She was, uh, yeah, <laughs> she's got it going on. There's no getting around that. There's, yeah. But I, I thought, I thought Horseshack was funny. I thought Welcome Back Otter was funny. Like, uh, that's just yeah. So did I. But then we were 10 at the time, too. Right? Oh, no. So. During COVID, we actually, when we had a TV outside there in the backyard here at World Headquarters, we'd, uh, Fuck, we'd put that on barbecue and eating some food. Watch the yeah, it was, it's entertaining as fuck. I, I highly recommend watching. You guys should watch. Welcome back, Hunter. All right, okay. You might get a chuckle. I'm not saying it won't. I'll look it up. It's it ain't no WKRP. It's not groundbreaking shit by any means. It's no WKRP. But you yeah, don't need just... groundbreaking all the time. Come on, what's, what's, well, what's wrong, what's wrong with a little casual yeah. viewing? You know. It ain't no uh, MASH. It ain't no All in the Family. I no don't Jefferson. think, you know, I, like, MASH, I watched a little bit, but I've never seen the same MASH episode twice. Oh, my dad was a MASH fanatic. I've probably seen every MASH three or four times in my life. Yeah, I never, yeah. Good show. Yeah. I don't know the guys. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and Rex MD and Manscaped tonight. Thank you guys very much for tuning in on our live stream on YouTube tonight. We appreciate all the support we got. Uh, it's uh, greatly appreciated. But anyways, uh, make sure you guys listen to our show. It'll be up uh, tomorrow on all our regular uh, podcast uh, locations. Make sure you guys talk to people about our show. It gets spread the word. We're, we're closing in on the 50,000 download mark all time, which is a, a big number for, for our little show. Got lots going on here at World Headquarters, and uh, it's been a, a fun run so far. This is a new step in, in, uh, in the, the growth of our show, so it's a lot of fun tonight. Anyways, take care of each other. More important, take care of yourself. Need you around. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else, David? No swinging at high pitches, Jim.
And tell your roommate to turn down the fucking music. I I have, man. I'm trying. Bang on the door like Mitch Hedberg. He just won't do it. Knocking on the wall. Go around. Go Go around. around. Go around. Mitch Hedberg is classic stuff. That guy makes me laugh. How do you sleep with that, Jim? Like, how do you sleep with that music? I don't. Well, that's good. Anyways, fourteen twenty sports for our podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you guys again on Thursday night. Later, everybody. <laughs>